0: Thank you for joining us today as we walk shoulder to shoulder, growing in love of the Lord and each other. I'm Megan Silas. And I am Pam Marvin. And we're excited to be back to do the second of our two episodes on patience. Last time we talked about having patience with the Lord. Uh, Who certainly is due our patience. (laughs) And now we're going to talk about maybe some folks that maybe are, we have a little struggle more to give them due of patience. And that's just other people. So dealing with others with patience in our human relationships is certainly a, capital challenge in life, wouldn't you say? It Pam? is,
1: you know, a blessing and a grace and a curse all wrapped up into one in a way.
0: All right. So if someone were to say, Pam, uh, how are you on the patience meter? Are you uh, one who tends to, to be more towards the patient side or the impatient side?
1: I'm more the patient side. Okay. I, um, by nature, I don't like conflict in general. And over time, I've developed kind of like, a, you know, really try to see people through through Christ's eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that what I use to be more patient is try to look on them with the eyes of God's mercy, mm-hmm. um, knowing we're all broken humans and we're, we have our own baggage and woundedness and everything, and to um, offer, like, compassion first. Right to be very patient with people's ill behavior. As a matter of fact, several years ago, when I started living by this little, living by this, I like to teach that, you know, those hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. So the people that really behave badly the most in this world are usually very hurt people. So if you go with that being the first thought when someone's acting rude or unkind to think, oh, wow, this person's really hurting... It, it gives me a lot of patience with that person.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good perspective if you can hold on to it. it sometimes it's really difficult when the hurt person is hurting you back uh, out of their woundedness because um, sometimes what in theory sounds really good in practice yes. can be difficult as you are trying to live it out in a place where you're feeling, you know, Attacked or uh, mm-hmm. you, know, you know it's a lot disappointed easier. or wounded or but yourself interesting enough, it's
1: always easier with strangers oh, than yeah, with those for people sure. you know, that I love the most or that I spend so much time with.
0: and I think that's a good point to talk about because why is that? like to explore why it's easier with strangers a lot of times, and I really think the reason is is because we don't take things so personally when we're not in personal relationships. Yes. Because, you know, when somebody's being a jerk or somebody's, and that's a thing, like people, you can, people can act ways that are not charitable, disrespectful, you know, all this sort of thing. That, that, that's Anybody real. that drives it's, on Texas yeah.
1: roads has experienced that. Yeah.
0: And it doesn't mean, like patience doesn't have to mean, it's okay that someone does that to you and you're just like, it's fine. It's, I don't mind at all. No, not you the, can, doormat, not yeah, the doormat, not the doormat. No, you can mind. You yeah. can definitely mind when somebody is treating you beneath your dignity. You should mind because you, you know, we deserve to be treated with dignity as, you know, children of God. Um, but when somebody we don't know or don't have any significant relationship with treats us poorly, um, we don't tend to think it's about us as much because we tend to be more likely to think, well, they're just a jerk or they're just, you know, in a wounded or they're just in a place that so maybe something's going on with them. So we we recognize that it maybe is just their stuff. But I, let me slow you down for
1: one second, because I know that I've always been a very sensitive person, and this was literally well into my 30s, almost 40s, before I realized what you're saying now. Even
0: with strangers,
1: even with strangers, because okay. I was very right. sensitive, so I would take it too personally. So I just let my our brothers and sisters know that if you're one of those people mm-hmm. that take things personally very easily, this show is for you.
0: Right, <laughs> that is. But I would say that in general, if you do already have a relationship with the person, your intimacy, you've invested part of your heart with a person, it is going to tend to feel more like it's about you and it's a, it's attack on the relationship Mm -hmm. if it's somebody close to you. So sometimes because it wounds more, it's harder to maintain the patience. And there's also the comfort level, you know, Mm. when you, you know, in a way that you can get away with it with people that you, know more intimately like for example you know i know my spouse loves me and we're not going anywhere whatever so if i am kind of you know short with him or don't like you know impatient in some way or another it's not like he's going to reject me yeah. as a person and, or lash out to me. I can kind of know what his response is going to be. Yeah. So you, there's like a little safety thing of like, I can get away with this in this circumstance. Whereas sometimes with strangers, oh, you that. don't know what you're going to get. Right. Well, I can really speak to that, especially
1: within the family. Cause we, I have this, I flippantly say that mom is the whipping post or the whipping boy in the family because Everybody else, if they're having a bad day, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to be ugly and unkind to mom or snarky or whatever, because mom is very forgiving and will love you anyway. Right. So sometimes I
0: I, I, <laughs> I fit that role pretty well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And this, yeah, you can invite. Sometimes you can think of if somebody is seen as being very, very patient then they can get taken advantage of, yes. uh, you know. Where people are like ah, she won't mind, she, you know. I, it doesn't matter if I'm late, or it doesn't matter if, um, you know, I'm speak kind of short with the, the, you know, she'll be all right with it because she's always all right with it. But the reality is, is that a lot of times, even when we are being patient, it it still is take. It's still a suffering in a way. I think page, true patience always carries with it a certain pain of things not being how they're really meant to be, right? You don't have to be patient with things that are ideal, right?
1: Yeah, true.
0: So it assumes that there's something that's not ideal happening. There's something missing. Yeah, within a relationship if you're talking about your interactions with other people. And sometimes that can be a helpful place to really go into a deeper examination of why am I feeling um, move towards impatience, because what the external circumstances are in that given moment that you may think are really what's causing your impatience or whatever your negative feeling is that makes you want to respond in a way that is less charitable, you know, short, you know, whatever you want to, however you want to phrase it, maybe even deeper, which is another reason why it often can be in your personal relationships that you're going to maybe more struggle to be patient with another person because, so say for example, um, your child is not doing something that you ask them to do, and so you want you feel like you want to yell at them. The superficial thing could be. I'm so sick of having to ask my kid to do this thing over and over and over again, right? This is just annoying and frustrating and so I want to yell at them. But a deeper thing may be, I really truly feel like my child doesn't respect me, doesn't think I have the right to ask them to do things or doesn't think that I have good discernment about things that need to be done. And so then that becomes a much deeper place of, who am I to this person? And the, the thing that is the frustration or the thing that might move you to impatience can lead you to a deeper understanding of a place in the relationship that needs healing. Mm. Yeah, I agreed.
1: I mean, that's, that's a big mouthful when you're saying it there because any of us that have teenage children, you know, you have to question, are they being disrespectful because they do disrespect for
0: me or are they just being a teenager? Right, exactly. And, and then how to deal with that in yeah. that place. So, like, say, for example, we're keeping that example. What would be the patient way that's not a doormat kind of way, but a holy patience, which carries with it self-control, meekness, but also fortitude, a strength to pursue the good mm-hmm. and the righteous in a situation. So, how does that look? What would be your the perfect parent response to that situation in a wholly patient way?
1: You mean after a child has been disrespectful in some kind of way? Yeah, yeah that you've yeah. asked them to okay. do
0: something many times. They they keep yep. not doing it.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, like
0: well, exactly. This is from my
1: parenting handbook is to sit down with, a, you know, a very wise and intellectually kind of seasoned person at 17 <laughs> and say, you know, I'd ask you to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm just really disappointed that you chose not to do what I've asked. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about why you chose not to. And that
0: usually is a, it's a good door opener I mean, yeah, and I think that's a good point that you make that says you ex- expressed your emotion, how the behavior impacted you, but then you invite them to help you understand why they behaved in the way that they did. Yeah. And so I think that goes for not just for like child parent relationship, but really any relationship. And it speaks to that patience doesn't mean you're not honest with somebody. Some people think that patience just means you shut up, don't say anything, and just deal with it. Right. Right. And and just pretend it doesn't matter to you somehow. Mm. That's not really true patience. No. True patience says, okay, I'm not going to assume the worst about the person. I'm not going to allow emotions that are rising up into in me to rule my response. But I'm not going to ignore those emotions either. But I'm going to bring them to the table in a way that somebody can come to know me better and know how their their interaction with me impacts me and give them the opportunity to share with me th- More about how their mind and heart is working within a circumstance. And so what you see then is that something that could have turned into a conflict, a place where there's more wounds that happen that damages the relationship, that very same event could turn into a place of sharing and learning more about the other person and therefore deepening the intimacy within the relationship. That's what patience can do.
1: Right. But I think the key word there too, Megan, as I'm just kind of reflecting is that especially with some of our adult relationships that you can't continue to just to overlook, um, the let's say the bad behavior or lack of behavior that you're talking about, but that to really express your disappointment and saying that I'm being very patient with you. Um, but I'm disappointed that you haven't uh, done XYZ yet. Um, can you tell me how I can be helpful to you to make this happen or mm-hmm. going along those lines? And, um, cause I don't know, sometimes patience does run thin when someone still is a little bit, right. I don't know, stubborn and, and just don't do what they're supposed to.
0: That is an interesting question. Is it impatient to set a clear boundary? I would say no that that's not necessarily impatient. If you proclaim that, you know, if this continues to happen, there's going to be a clear consequence. I'm informing you of that now so that you can factor that into your decision when this choice comes to you again. That's actually, I would say, being very respectful of the other person to help them understand the consequences of their choices. Impatience says, I'm not going to take the time to explain the realities to this person right now, but when it happens again, the boom is coming down. <laughs> right? Like yeah. So the, sometimes the patience is just the willingness to have the conversation. Right. You know, I think that's something that we fail a lot in our human relationships. We don't want to take the time to have the difficult conversations. And so we say, "Ah, forget it. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to let it go. But then we don't really let it go. Yeah. And it builds and it builds and it builds and it gets to it. it, yeah. Yeah. Resentments. And it, even if we never actually lash out, like if, with ugly speech or bad behavior, when those resentments build up into our hearts, we start building walls towards yes. the other, against the other person. And it damages the intimacy of our relationships. So sometimes instead of looking at patience as always something that needs to like, keep your mouth shut, sometimes patience is actually being willing to take the time to open your mouth Mm. and say things that need to be said. Like the difficult truths. Right. Yeah. And then also having the patience of maybe being misunderstood, maybe not having that conversation being received well. Right. You know, and, and just understanding that when you're motivated in your heart to do good, to do something that's supposed to, that's meant to build the relationship, increase the intimacy that you need to hold fast to the motivation and the goodness of the reasons for what you did, regardless of the response. Right. And that I think that that, can be
1: very difficult. It can be very difficult, especially if you're like me, you don't like confrontation and the other person has no problem with it.
0: Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. And it comes to the place. I think what it really comes down to a lot of times is really, truly having the courage of your convictions. If you're convicted that, you know, there's something that needs to be discussed here, that there's an issue that's gonna keep happening and that it's gonna damage our relationship. And because I love this person, because I truly desire a healthy, holy relationship with this person, I'm convicted that this we we need to take the time to have this conversation. And even if that person doesn't share my point of view, you've done what you can do. And then you can have patience. In that, that says, I've done what I can do. It's no longer in my hands to control the situation. Right. Mm -hmm. And that issue of control is another thing I think that, that really is important when you're talking about patience. If you feel a very, very strong need for control in every circumstance, you're going to tend to struggle with patience because there's always going to be things in life that are out of your control. And if that bothers you a lot, you're going to be very quick to try to regain control, which often looks like being impatient with other people.
1: That's so true.
0: Um, that's the root of pride right there that you're describing. Yeah. I mean, people who
1: just need to... Be in control. I mean, and think about it, too. A lot of times our brothers and sisters are created with that strong propensity. And in some ways, they do need more of our patience as they work through it. If they're, you know, on the Christian path and you're with them and, Mm -hmm. and you're pointing them and guiding them in the right direction
0: as well to say, oh, that might be your pride that's really getting in the way here. Yeah. And I will say, you know, as I asked you, you know, at the beginning of the episode, do you find yourself consider yourself more on the patient side or the impatient side? And I am more impatient, I would say, but it comes out in a very specific way, I find. Um it's not so much that I get annoyed all the time and have to have things my own way in, in human relationships the place that I find myself often very impatient is I, the Lord has kind of given me what I consider a blessing and a curse in one where I often see another person for who they can be. Yes. And when they, live and behave in ways that are beneath the dignity that i see in them and less than who i feel they can be as as this creation of god i get frustrated with the discrepancy, and sometimes I can become impatient with the slowness of the progress <laughs> towards being the person I see they can be, yes, yes. you know? And so while it is a beautiful thing it to is. see another person in their the, the fullness of their stature right. of what they can be, for me to expect that they can just, you know, jump from where they are to... Yeah, like Like flip a switch. Flip a switch because because the reality is is that, you know, in in my life, God tends to work more that way. I think because he works with my nature, which tends to be like a zero to a hundred type person. (laughs) I'm just like, I'm all or nothing. I'm, you know, out or I'm in. I'm black or white. Black or white. It's just it is just the way I am. And and he works in that with me. And so it's hard sometimes to see people. When they I'm like, you could be so much more like just be it, do it, live it, like grasp it, you know, and they're more of a slow and steady wins the race type person. And that's how God is working in their life. And for me to just, OK, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, you know, but. How do you do that? How do
1: you, yeah. What do you do in that struggle? How, I mean, what's your prayer? What's your prayer like? What are your, what's going on in your heart during that
0: time? What's that? What? That's why I'm asking. I go to confession Ah. time and time again. uh, When I find I have, you know, been impatient, had uncharitable thoughts, you know, been judgmental, like those things. When I recognize that, I, I take it to confession. Regularly And, uh, and I pray about it a lot, um, to have a, a heart of understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's a, I just keep, keep worrying on it and it's helpful because as I see myself fall in that way, time and time again, then it's the reminder, you ain't who you're meant to be either yet, girl. You
1: know, were all a work in progress. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so 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 I think the Lord does use it as a reminder um, of I need to be patient with myself too, mm. you know. And I think that may be one area where people who even tend to be patient with others can really struggle with patience with themselves because oh, the yes. reality is is that I am very impatient with myself more than anybody else. I really? mean, yeah. People who you know have talked to me and know me really you know, well, or I'll often be like, you have very high standards for other people, but you're really hard on yourself. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's like, well, I wouldn't call anybody to anything I'm not willing to do, you know, that yes. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, And, you know, so it's, uh, that, that can be hard. And and um, it's something I have really had to work through with the Lord. I mean, I didn't go down as far. I, I don't, wouldn't say that I was, that I'm Scrupulous to the degree of being like paralyzed by it or whatever, but there there definitely is more of a tendency to to be really impatient with my own um, lack of being who I want to be for God. Yeah, you
1: know? I can see. It's interesting how you know, given our temperaments are a little bit different, or me being the more patient, you more impatient. Yeah, I see. You know, patience with myself is I'm more of a um, kind of beat myself up, mm-hmm. like not patient at all with myself um, and just see myself, you know, and not the the best light. But I can see that. And it's just a different way of looking at it where we're hard on ourselves, but both of us very hard on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So... But that's why we have friends like each other, right? Well, I think that's a really good point. (laughs) Uh, That
0: is a good point because when we are being impatient with ourselves or really kind of doing the old self-flagellation, you know, it is helpful to have friends who be like, let me confirm the goodness in you. Yes. Right. And, you know, to really speak into I think you're being a you know, hard on yourself. You're being impatient with yourself. I and mean, why why are you expecting that you would be perfect? You yeah. know, like that's just too much to place on yourself. And it's helpful to have relationships where people are willing to step into those places and, and speak truth into that.
1: Right. Yeah. One of the, the places I've seemed to come across as my friends who are so hard on themselves about their prayer lives. Like, they're just constantly beating themselves up about their prayer life. And I'm, I'm like, you know, show up. Just show up. Whether it's five minutes or if it's an hour, just show up consistently. Mm-hmm. And that pleases and delights the Lord. And don't put... Um, qualifiers on whether it needs to be this or needs to be that yeah. or whatever. Well, that's
0: a really good point that you make because expectations can have such a big impact on how whether we feel patient or impatient, right? Mm-hmm. Because we tend to feel impatient when things don't seem to be going the way we expected them to go or the way we hoped they would go or, or things aren't happening that we wanted to happen, mm-hmm. right? And so if we play, if we're constantly placing a lot of expectations on circumstances, whether they're interactions with other people or interactions with God in prayer, and we're like, okay, well, this'll be not, not a waste of time if this happens. Mm -hmm. And if that doesn't happen, then we can become very impatient because we'll feel like, well, this was just a waste of time. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, well, why wouldn't even bother doing this anymore Or, or, you know, So if we can maybe try to walk back sometimes our expectations on circumstances, either with interactions with other people or, you know, in our prayer life, then that can help us not suffer from being impatient because we're not going to feel the um, negativity of unmet expectations.
1: Right. Well, I had the perfect example. We we just recently returned from a week-long trip out to Florida and um, we just... I remember having no real expectations on having a great time. I don't know what that it is isn't. now with vacations. So I, um, the best thing that I can do for myself now that seems to to really work well for me is the notion of just abandoning myself to God's providence of what He wants to um, reveal or just what the circumstances are that He wants us to have and and just to enjoy the moment, like that living in the moment is is so good. So managing expectations within relationships or um, it definitely within the family, I think is so very, very important to our overall patients.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. And what I think maybe the last point is because we've talked a little bit about how to become more patient within ourselves. Uh, it, I think it's important as we were talking about relationships, how we respond to others being impatient with us mm-hmm. and so one could be like should I just be patient with their impatience? Yeah. <laughs> right, but but the question I think sometimes then becomes a, going back to the same idea of is this an area where we maybe need to explore what's really going on here, you know, and sometimes when somebody is being impatient with us, it's it's really important to put the mirror up and let them understand that they're acting in a way that's impatient because sometimes when people are responding out of emotion, they don't even realize what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you say something like, okay, wait a second, You're, you're really being very impatient with me right now. And can you help me understand why it is that this circumstance is causing you to get riled up or whatever word you want to use, like to, to acknowledge what's going on, and then ask for some help to understand, um, which could you could also say like when you when you behave this way, it makes me feel, you know, this that or the other. Can you help me understand why you're behaving it? So in the end, it's the same thing as what you would do to not get impatient with somebody else. I think is also a good response. To someone else being impatient with you, mm. acknowledging the, the feelings that are in the moment, and then asking for help to understand the heart of the other. Those are the two like practical things I think that are really helpful on both sides. Okay,
1: let's have a, a quick question before we wrap this one sure. up. What's the difference between being impatient and annoyed with someone? Is there a difference? Because hmm. it seems there's more virtue can happen with, you know, with patience, like to be patient with someone's behavior. But just straight up being very annoyed with demeanor, attitude or whatever, that just needs to evoke more patience out of you because you're annoyed. by them.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, The way I think about it, it the, the <clears> distinction <throat> would be annoyed would be just an um, a feeling that has no moral value at all it's neither that here nor there it just rises up in you i feel annoyed you can respond to your feelings of annoyance with patience yeah okay or with impatience yeah, and then the, right. then we get the virtue in right so there it's it's a matter of i like that you know the action of the will in response to a feeling, right. and I would say that patience as a virtue is an action of the will, not simply of an emotion. A- That's great. I love it. Okay, great. Because yeah, we're gonna get annoyed with people. Absolutely. You know when we're in, especially when we're in intimate relationships, um, for you know like friction. Like you need to be close, rubbing up against each other in order to get friction, right? And yeah. so in our intimate relationships where we're closer, we're going to get more annoyed uh, time and time again because we're just rubbing up against each other in a closer, more intimate way. So in a way, if we just have that expectation, it's normal to get annoyed at times with the people that we're in close intimate relationships with. So then we don't have to like blow it out of proportion as some big, huge thing. Yeah, that kind of annoys me about mm-hmm. the way they do that. But the reality is that sometimes in certain circumstances, the very same thing that annoys you here, when they do it in another setting, you're like, oh, it's so them. So it's so, you know, it's endearing because it's right. part of who they are. And so if we have that expectation that it's just normal to get a little annoyed with people in certain circumstances, then we can kind of just brush that off. But if we really feel like it's it's more than annoyed, I'm... like there's something in me that just wants to rise up against it Hmm. well then that's a place where you need to do a more examination you need to maybe have a conversation to work through what's at the root of this because it's probably more than just the standard you know annoyance that happens in close relationships but there's something that the behavior is speaking to you about who you are or how they feel about you that goes to a deeper place. Mm, mm -hmm. So Excellent. Yeah. Well, I think let's, I haven't uh, brought my little verse cheat sheet in so much in this episode, but let's let's, wrap it up with with one that I think it's, it's very lovely and perfect is from um, St. Paul in his letter to the Ephesians when he says, be completely humble and gentle, be patient Bearing with one another in love. So, you know, as we've titled these two episodes, love is patient, you know, in that beautiful, you know, part of a Corinthians when his love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. All these things, as we think of them as not just, you know, ways of trying to order our behaviors to be appropriate, it really comes down to let me love this person well. Yes, yes. I, I oftentimes, when
1: I hear that now, I just think of the person of Christ. That is him. It's describing him.
0: Yeah, and how much more do we deserve to be patient with others, considering how very patient the Amen. Lord is with us? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, the, the poor Lord. <laughs> what we put him through, you know, it's real people. Right. So maybe we could, if we're really struggling with patience, you know, towards another person, because we're just uh, up to here with that person, maybe a way to help is just be like, you know what, Lord, I'm not really feeling it right now for this person that I'm going to be moved to be able to control my behavior, to be patient. But for you, in Thanksgiving for how patient you've been with mm-hmm. me, I will offer this to you. It's
1: a great motivation.
0: Yeah. As a sacrifice. Yes, of Thanksgiving.
1: Absolutely. Beautiful, Tim. Megan.
0: All right. Well, we thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my goodness. We haven't mentioned the book study, which is starting the in train. the next episode. It. Yes, right. So you don't have a lot of time, folks, to get a book. To start our book study, Um, we talked about this, I don't know, how long ago was it? It was maybe like at least six months ago that we, I mentioned this book that I had seen and uh, I told you about it and you were like, well, let's do it as a book study. So we decided we were going to do it. And so this is the book that we're going to be studying for the next, I don't know how many chapters, but it'll take a a number of episodes, probably a good eight or 10 even. And it's called Friendship of the Fathers, How the Early Church Evangelized. And it's by Mike Aquilina. Mm -hmm. And so you can, you know, Google search that and you can find it wherever you like to buy books. Um, But we're going to start that next week with the introduction. So we're going to get a slow start. So even if you don't get the book in the next week, you know, before you hear this episode, if you're listening to them timely, then uh, you will have time to to catch up. Um, so again, friendship and the fathers, how the early church evangelized, and we're really looking forward to digging into this. It talks a lot about saints and friendships that uh, existed between some various saint pairs and just the concept of spiritual friendship. Yes. So I think it'll be a great um, thing to discuss, and we hope that you will join us. That's right. All right. Well, until next time, I hope you will remain united to us in prayer. God bless. God bless.